Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so it's been a minute. We haven't recorded in a little bit. I think it was the first time maybe this month, maybe? Yeah, we slowed down. Tell you the truth, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and Mm -hmm. lately everyone sounds annoying to me. And I think part of the reason (laughs) everyone sounds annoying is because you just hear so much of them. And so it was like, maybe not that we should take a break, but my mouth hurt and it was like the holidays. <laughs> and like, I didn't see the dentist for a couple of weeks. I was like, maybe it's a sign to just reflect a little bit and catch up. All right. Well, we're here now. Yeah. All's good. A lot has happened in a month though. It's been a month. Yeah. It's been almost a month. Yeah. I think there's some big UFC. We still been training. Like we were talking about before we started recording mm-hmm. the holiday season. We're growing. Dude, speaking of holiday season, I do want to get on this. If you train, don't take time off from the holidays. I don't even care what you train in. Like time off during the holidays is it hurts everyone. I don't know, man. I, I feel like people are losing it. Even I just came back from training and I think we had five people in class. Three are brown belts. Then the other two people are uh, white or blue belt. And it's just like, where's the blue belt mafia? Where Where is everybody? Like it just, and then the other Friday night, I think it was like six people, four of them were black belts. And you're like, dude, only the higher belts are coming. This is the best time to get in your roles. I don't know. It just seems crazy to me. Like people usually have more time off, but maybe because it's colder or maybe whatever, families in town or something. Train, train, get a leg up on everyone taking off. I don't know if I've noticed so much in our gym, like such a decline. I've taken some days, but what I've tried to do is like if I missed a day, because of like Thanksgiving, I try to make it up another day yes. or at least work out, watch videos, stay mentally in it. That's fine. But I agree with what you're saying for the rest of the team. It's good when you're there. Yeah. Be a body for someone else. I don't know. I, I think people are like, oh, is my buddy not going? I'll go the when he goes or something like it's weak ass shit. That's why they're not the brown and black belts that are showing. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. That's a good point. Honestly, though, I just want to go. Like the day before my birthday, like part of me like was like, I don't know if I should go. Like, should I just be lazy? And then I was like, I was actually watching Band of Brothers, which mm-hmm. is a great old school HBO 10 part miniseries on World War II. And I was just seeing what these men were going through at war. And, you know, and like part of me is like, oh, like my tooth hurt. And I'm on like a painkiller, you know, and these <laughs> are getting shot and fighting mm-hmm. for freedom. I was like. And then I was like, no, what if I love the gym? I want to see these people, you know? Like, this is actually the one place I'm stress-free. So, yeah. And it's actually good, too, because if you do end up in a class where not that many people go, it's like you're kind of getting a private. 100%. You know how much stuff, like, we're able to go over as a group and, like, troubleshoot and, like, oh, I'm doing this here. This is what I answered here. Like, yeah, the, the group think tank is a lot easier in a smaller group. And yep. you get to roll with just brown belts and black belts. I did that, yeah, that twice too. A, a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I'm going to make a point because I like tough rolls, but I usually roll with people that are like slightly better than me, you know, mm-hmm. or around me. So it's like a tough roll. And then I was like, all right, this week, I'm just going to r- try to roll with all the black belts and nobody else and not get murdered, you know? And I felt like that helped my game a little bit. And actually, I started doing a couple gi classes and I feel like that helped my game a little bit just to switch it up and be like, oh, I can't spin my way out of shit you know like do things i just think it's good to switch things up and so yeah like 
if it is the holidays, like you're saying, like, and you weren't going to go, maybe this is the right time to go and just work with all those smart people. I think it's the time to double down on your training for sure. Like people have more time off. There should be more training then. Like work is a legitimate excuse not to train. Time off and holidays, it's the best excuse to train. I think Mm -hmm. that's all. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. All right. So you want to get into what? The UFC? or Like, what do you want to get into? We definitely did miss the UFC, the Alex Pereira victory over... Yuri. Yuri. Oh, my God. I can't believe I, I brain farted. Mm-hmm. To me, that was such a hard fight because I loved both of them. I Same. knew I was going to be happy with whoever won, but I was yep. also going to be sad with whoever lost. Yes. I, I was rooting for Yuri a little bit more, probably, just because he is so unconventional. He is living the the life that is blood sport. Like, he's just so out there that I wanted someone so unconventional to win. And he did great. Yeah, he got a takedown. He was hitting some hard, heavy strikes. He won that first. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was something. I think Pereira is, like, built for 205. Like, he... Yeah. Doesn't have to dehydrate. He's strong. He has a solid chin. And then I guess Jerry did have some ring rust, right? Like coming off, like Pereira's been fighting so much. I just feel like it's the type of fight that might happen again. And I'll be really excited to see it happen again. Oh, yeah. I would like to see that fight happen again. I mean, we live in the day and age of like every fight gets like a rematch, which is annoying. But I really like these guys. Exactly. So I guess for this one, I wouldn't give a fuck if it was a rematch. But Jerry should win one or two more fights and I yeah, want to no, see, I wanna see fight other people. I want to see Yuri fight other people for sure. And I think there was a stat that came out. So the reason I am happy though is, I don't know, even though they say we are in a time without many superstars and like we throw the term like goat around too much, but like there's like arguable, like, yo, people can be argued that they're this high. I feel like we did that with Nganu because Nganu has had the UFC heavyweight belt. And then technically, I think he beat Tyson Fury. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah. Did we talk about it? We had a pot on it? I don't even... Yeah, we did talk. I think that was our last okay. podcast. Whatever. That's the, like, GOAT material. Heavyweight boxing champion, heavyweight, like, MMA champion. And I feel mm-hmm. like now, like, what Pereira has done to be, like, a two-weight kickboxing champion and now to be, like, a two-weight MMA champion is spectacular and i just love that for him and his story for those that don't know like he was super poor he had a drop out of school at 12 years old he worked at a tire shop and he actually got caught in google maps at that tire shop like 10 years ago he was an alcoholic like bricklayer like struggling and then he's like all right i'm gonna do some kickboxing so it could help him wean off of alcoholism and then even when he was the Brazilian champ, he was still an alcoholic, but he realized, yo, wait up, I'm Brazilian champ and I'm kind of an alcoholic. If I clean up, like who knows what I could become? And he cleaned up and then becomes glory champion and then becomes UFC champion. What a rise out of and fast. Yeah. And speaking of that too. So like when he did become champion and Adesanya made his way to become a champion in MMA, Adesanya had that call out where he's like, yeah, that guy's always going to be talking about the win he had over me. But meanwhile, I'm a great legend. He's going to be in some bar drinking, saying like, oh, I beat that guy once, you know? And then that motivated Pereira to get into MMA and beat Adesanya. And now we're at the point where it's complete reverse. Not that Adesanya's drinking, or maybe he is. I don't know. But Adesanya wants to take years off before he comes back. 
And Pereira is like, no, now you're the guy that's sitting down, not doing anything. And now you're going to be like, oh, I beat that guy. But now I'm the champion. You should come back. I think that's like a beautiful, they are destined to be rivals of the greatest kind. Amazing. I know. And I fucking love it. That whole scenario you just spoke out was like Mm -hmm. an anime arc. Some people make great videos on it on Instagram, like the reels with the music. And it's like, I don't know if Adesanya knew Pereira's alcoholic, but that like line about you're in the bar, like you're getting head from some crack whore. Like, you know, like some of these people practice mental warfare. Maybe he knew that about Pereira. It's like, you're going to end up that alcoholic scumbag, you know? That changed his life though. Yeah. And then Pereira fucking took it. And then by the way, Adesanya a few months ago, uh, Pled guilty to drinking and driving. So he's yes. no fucking wholesome fuck. Like the mm-hmm. words you speak come back to you. This is why I admire people like Robert Whitaker that are just like humble. But I think, I think like, I think Herrera has almost, I don't want to say like surpassed Izzy's legacy, but they're right there. And if yeah. not, I would give the edge to Pereira because he's beaten Izzy more. And now you have the two weight champ. Like he doesn't have the defenses that Adesanya has, but mm-hmm. to do it this fast. And I think out of his seven wins in two years, four of them have been against champions, right? Like, yeah, his strength of schedule has been pretty fucking tough. Incredible. He beat yeah. Yuri, who's amazing, right? Champion. He beat Jan Blakovich, who had beaten Izzy, who was yeah. a great champion, like strong as hell, like tough, durable. Then he beats Sean Strickland who then becomes a champ after he beat him, right? Immediately after. And then Izzy, who's considered one of the greats. And it's kind of like those old movie Highlander, like where if you beat somebody that's great, you almost take their wins with you a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Not totally, but like that's amazing that he did that. So I just thought it was one of the greatest stories. And I don't know if it's being talked enough, but like Pereira is just a legend now. I feel like it sounds weird. But I feel like they are soulmates in the fighting world. Yeah. It's such a crazy thing. And like, I don't even think they necessarily like each other, but they like the fact that they belong fighting against each other and they appreciate that. I don't know if Izzy appreciates it. Maybe I'm just like a little. I think he does. Oh, I think he does. Maybe. I'm, I don't know if I'm just like a little. Because down you see his reaction Izzy? to when Pereira said it. When Izzy was watching it, they have a video of his reaction to it. And his reaction to it was like, he was laughing, but almost crying at the same time where like, it seemed like it was beautiful to him. Okay. I don't know if I just believe, I don't, I'm just a little down on Izzy lately, like just like his personality and like what he's going through. And sometimes I think when you're on top so long, you become a little bit arrogant and just the way he talks sometimes about his thing with Pereira. Like to me, I see it as Pereira's a little bit, the older brother and Izzy's a little bit, the younger brother. And Pereira has the victories over Izzy, so I think he has a little bit more fun with it, where Izzy has a little bit more edge because he has those three losses, and Pereira has done stuff that Izzy hasn't done, like winning the light heavyweight belt, beating Mm -hmm. Blakovich. And there's almost like a universal love of Pereira where Izzy is a little bit... That's true. Half the people love him, half the people hate him. And it's not bad. It's just eventually... That's got to make you a little upset, no? Yeah, I think what hurts Izzy is he has to go all in. I think, you know, Izzy's just trying to, like, be himself, I guess, which is, like, what you'd want people to be, I guess. From, like, a marketing perspective, 
you go all in on one or the other. You don't do both. You don't want half the people to hate you and then half to love you. You want 100% doing one of those things. Yeah, that's hard, though. I mean, we could sit maybe it is hard, but like people loved him, half the people liked him. You need enough people to hate you, but eventually think, that hurts your mind. No, like, I mean, you need sword, like, I think like Floyd did it best like, become the enemy or you become like, you know, Ali, where you're like beloved. I guess I, I slightly disagree though, because I think both of those people had people on each side. Yes, but the ratio is skewed heavily one way. You think like 80, 20 each way? Yeah, like, definitely. At least that. I don't know. I think they're both, they're all like 60, 40. But Oof. I just think you enjoy that a little bit, like that antagonism. It is fun to troll. Like it yeah. is fun to be provocative. But I think mm -hmm. eventually it catches up to you because now with the internet, everybody has receipts. So you say something yes. to Dreykus Duplessis about race and stuff. And then people are like, well, you actually said this about Whitaker. So now you're the hypocrite, you know, and maybe mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I don't need to listen to that noise. But I just think all these people are semi-narcissistic. Everybody that we're all on social media and you hear enough of the shit that like, oh, fuck, I was wrong about that. Or, oh, fuck, they caught me. And you can pretend all you want. But I think you see that everybody loves Pereira now, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like and you don't. And by the way, Jiri Pereira was almost it's like the perfect martial artist fight. They never talk shit to each other. Literally, every fan was like, I like both of them. Like they're both samurais. Like their stare down was sick. They made memes of it. Like you didn't, you don't yeah. need fake bullshit to sell stuff. Like you give me 12 of those a year. Like, oh gosh, that's so hard to do though. There's no, I, how many people are like either of those guys? I think there are. I just think the UFC, like we said, Nganu, and that's why I don't want to throw the word goat around so much, but like Nganu is so interesting. Even people like Sean O'Malley are so interesting. Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Like, if, so, if, okay. Yeah. You know, like, you know who else is like Yuri is Tony. Yeah, Tony Ferguson. Like Yeah, yeah. But I wish we had more of those guys. Yo, Leon Edwards has a great story. And I don't think Leon Edwards is smart at marketing himself at all. Like he wants mm -hmm. to talk about a middleweight fight now. But still, mm -hmm. like Leon Edwards grew up in a really tough area. His father was killed by fucking like gangsters. Like he was he's like one of those guys out of the movie Snatch, you know, like a fucking real English tough dude. But I just think the way the UFC does its business practices and like holding off on pay and like everything has to happen like once a year. Like you have all these people that have incredible stories. Islam Makachev from the fucking mountains, you yeah. know, and like yeah. fought by Khabib. I think you have more than enough talent where every month you have that level of fighting, but it's, I think it's almost like we go to the lowest common denominator instead of creating good content. It's like showing tits and ass, you know, maybe. Yeah. I, I just I just think there are more look, Jiri and Pereira are higher levels, but I think if once you add up all the weight classes, you have enough talent to be able to have shit like that, but maybe it doesn't reach the Connor level. But I think it would be in enough time with respect of the sport. Do you think it's a promotional problem? Do you think it's a matchmaking problem? Like what do you think? I think it's all three of those things, but it's definitely promotional oh. and that ties into money. Like if you yeah. told people like, yo, you're going to get a good contract, like fight this dude, like people be like, all right, hundred percent. Like instead of nickel and diming them and like Connor's wanted to fight so many times. Like, why do you hold off on these things? And then like, I just feel like there's like the UFC is playing the, in some ways they're playing the long game in the sense that, yo, we can't have any of our talent become more powerful than the sport.
but in a way that's like hurting you also in the future where like keep building this talent up and more and more people will watch. Mm. Speaking of which, the UFC and fighter, they're not doing well in their lo- in uh, the lawsuit filed against them. You heard about this? No. I know there's a lawsuit, but I don't know. So it's going to be to over it. a billion that the, the UFC is going to owe. To who? The fighters. And how are they going to have that whole that joint lawsuit with like, was it Kung Lee, John Fitch? Who are the other guys in this lawsuit? I forget. I don't want to name names that I'm not sure about. But yeah, that huge lawsuit. I know those guys are involved in it. They keep digging deeper and deeper, which is usually not a good sign that it's going to go well for UFC. But they're estimating that it's going to be at least one billion owed to fighters. It could be upwards of four and a half billion. Oh, my God. At one Which point, that was the market. insane cap. amount. Like, think about it like this. What is the average yeah. fighter? 80-80? Think of how many 80,000s. Like, okay, so they're not getting a portion of what they should have been getting. Think of how many fighters that would have to be to add up to that amount of money. Like, that's just Dude, that, so insane. They're, they're even showing that, like, Connor and all the money he made wasn't a fraction of what he should have made. Mm-hmm. One billion divided by, let's say. You can even go say it's a thousand. Okay. Even if it's a thousand fighters, that's a million people. So if that was if say yeah, there if hasn't been ten, there hasn't been ten thousand fighters, but if there no. was ten thousand fighters, that's a hundred thousand dollars to ten thousand people. Right. They built up the sport. I don't know. I, I just feel like I I it is icky the way they do stuff. Like the UFC, I think the UFC should be more like the NFL. Like we always harp on it. So yeah, good on those guys. I it's think interesting we'll to see though. Is like how do they eat it? Can they eat it? What what happens? Like, what is the fallout from this? Fuck yeah, they could eat it. Like, they're owned by William Morris Endeavor, the largest talent. Yeah, but UFC itself was only estimated to be what worth like four billion or something. Yeah, at one point, but they're bigger now. And All right, so get- even if you're a six billion dollar company, what if you owe four billion? Like, I don't know. I guarantee That's- these. These people have some insurance. Maybe it doesn't need to be paid out instantly all at once. Maybe a fund is set up. Like Sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's some ways to get around it. But I, does it affect the product? Or do fighters just get start getting paid more? No, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive about it. I don't think it should affect the product that much. You get some okay. Saudi Arabian investment. Like there's people that have money. Like if anybody understands contracts. And I just feel like before they bought the UFC, you got to figure William, and they bought it for four and a half billion dollars. You got to figure William Morris Endeavor was thinking stuff like this could happen. I don't think you just go yeah, haphazardly and start buying something. Like you might well, buy about... something with with the with the knowledge that there's going to be an issue. You buy a house and you get a good price, and then they go, "Why are you getting a good price?" Well, actually, it's in a flood zone. All right, maybe right. you make that risk assessment. Like, all right, fine. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to pay fifty thousand less, and if shit happens, I pay the hundred thousand. But in the end. I would have been willing to pay more. Yeah. I wonder if we if we move towards boxing, if MMA moves towards boxing in like how it pays fighters, then obviously like they're going to have too much control. UFC wouldn't want that. Okay. And from a fan perspective, when it ends up like boxing, it's like, ah, do the best ever really fight each other, no. which has improved actually recently. It definitely has improved over the years. The best are fighting each other a bit more. It's still not the realm it should be, but it, it's it's getting better. But I think the biggest thing is that if it moves to a boxing model of pay and the top guys get so much money, that means all the mid and low level guys don't really exist. 
Like UFC could just do away with everyone that's not ranked pretty much. And somebody it could made also, a good point. I was reading about this because they might they be make like, like $500. Like there's some boxers on huge multi-million dollar cards that make like a grand. Yeah, but that's shit. We don't want to go towards boxing. But also people like Chael Sonnen are shills because he'll be like, oh, the person at the bottom of the UFC prelims, like he's not bringing in $10,000 into the company. But the thing is, he is because you need some fighters to fill time. And in those time slots, like, you know, you have commercials for ESPN and you have like things that are on like ESPN prelims mm. and, and you're selling advertising. So like, yeah, they are worth that money. And if not more, because when you are selling Doritos ads, like you need some of those fighters to fight. And some of those fighters end up becoming great fighters. And so you start watching them because you have people that are like the hardcore fans, you know, that'll start talking about like the Shakvat, like Rachmanovs, you know? And now I'm starting to watch him, but I didn't start at the prelims. I started like when he was like the head of a fight night. Mm -hmm. But you have to go through that trajectory. And so, yeah, and then, then he's going to bring an absurd amount of money. So I don't know. I think a lot of people also are just shilling for the company. I just think it's nuanced. Yeah, I don't want it to fair. be like boxing, though. I, I don't know. Like some of the top fighters do want it to be like boxing so that the top guys can get paid absurd amounts. I just, I just don't know how that looks across the whole landscape for everybody. I think there's a healthy middle ground. Yeah, I hope so. I think there's a healthy middle ground. And there's a lot of talented fighters. I don't think you'd have so many fighters being like, oh, I want to box if they made as much money, if they made more money in the UFC, then they wouldn't care about the boxing shit. And in fact, you'd have some boxers that would come into the UFC if they fucking could make more money. Yeah, that's true. Well, Deontay Wilder is thinking about coming into MMA now. Apparently, like, PFL is trying to, like, get a deal with Deontay Wilder. That would be amazing. Out of Which so is much more respect. news that happened this month is PFL now owns Bol Bellator. I know. It's going to be risky, but it'll be sick. Yeah. We could have Deontay Wilder versus Francis in some type of mixed rules match is what the rumor is. I just don't. If if Wilder did that, he would have balls of fucking steel. And I would just have he so much He definitely does have him. balls of steel. He's pretty crazy. I know, but it's like, it's at a higher level when you're going to do that way in Ghana. Yes. In MMA, when already in boxing, you saw what he did with Fury. Like, he's not that far from you in boxing, Wilder, you know? And then now adding leg kicks and wrestling. And Nganu has some submission victories. Like, imagine him yep. yanking a fucking Kimura. Like, that would... Yeah. I, I don't think the mixed rules would probably allow anything on the ground. But I'm imagining they're trying to think, like, oh, more than just punches or something, you know? Like a kickboxing match? I don't even know if Deontay's going to accept that. That would seem like a little bit too crazy. Maybe it's more like, what was that last boxing match we saw where there was like more tie-ups and stuff? Like maybe they just do something like that where it's just... But then it's not even MMA. Oh, it's it's definitely not. I don't think it's going to be MMA. Yeah, so I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him fight a scrub in MMA. That would be sick. Even just that would doing be that sick. Would be... I would love that. But yeah, I don't know if there's money in that. That's the problem for the fighters, for the company. Actually, for the company, I think there would be, but... I just feel like they got to start going to subscriber models because I'll pay $10 100%. a month. I'll pay $10 Dude, a month if you do shit like that. I'll pay 30 bucks a month. I'd pay a lot more than that. Yeah, 100%. for all fights. For all fights everywhere. Yeah, maybe ESPN. I don't know. Hopefully, the Saudi Arabians do something good with their money. You know how many people are paying $0 a month all year long? Yeah, Most. Me. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like most, most everyone yeah. I know is paying nothing. And if you just made it, if each of those guys was paying 25, cause I imagine they'd probably would pay it. There's gotta be some crazy cost benefit analysis going on, on all of those numbers and figuring out what it is that gets it right. I want to believe that, but also a lot of times we'll read how these companies are losing hundreds of millions of dollars. So part of me is like, yeah, are you fucking geniuses or did we all just sneak yeah. our way into these companies and are now just like, oh, well, whatever. Like it's so many people failed fucking up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. it's like annoying. So I don't know if they have these people doing, maybe it's just, nope, this is the way it works, you know? So then this is what we do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think going back, so we're talking about boxing, Jamal Hill wants to fight Alex Pereira. Do you think that fight happens? Isn't Hill still hurt? And weren't they saying it's going to take a few months? Yes. Do you I think Hill think, has a shot? I just feel like coming off of injury, I don't know. And this is just like, because I'm biased. They both gave up the belt, Jiri and Jamal Hill. Oh, hell, yeah. But I feel like Jiri had more of a hold on his belt than Jamal did. 100%. Jerry so, earned the title, whereas first Jamal Hill just backed into it, basically. Yeah, like I don't know Interim, if I'm giving Jamal yeah. Hill like an immediate shot, especially after the okay. injury. And this so do is you where, like, yeah, like, do you like a fight between Yuri and Jamal Hill? Then, yeah, that would be fun. Okay, who wins? But then, but then, who does Pereira? I think Jerry. I love Jerry, so I'm yeah, like a nutbagger. Okay. I'm gonna just feel like he always Agreed. wins, like via ninja shit. Yeah, but then who would Pereira fight? So. Can we talk theoretics for like UFC 300? Okay, sure. Yeah, there's already talks about this. Yeah. Because it should be like around May time. I think they're talking about it, right? Yeah. I, to me, the some people are like, oh, Connor should be the head of UFC 300, which I well, think he's already on it. I don't even think he's going to be on it. They're going to change it. Watch. Like, it's oh, always- maybe. Well, him and Chandler advertised to be on 300. Whether they're the main event or not is, I think, the, the discrepancy. So I personally don't think it should be the main event. Because yeah, I don't think so either. People are like, no, but it's popularity. Then it should be like, let's imagine the NFL was like, let's put the Cowboys in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Like eventually, like I get it. Good. You'll have great ratings. Cowboys had the highest regular season ratings, I think, in the last 10 years on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But it diminishes your sport. Right. Yes. And so, like, put McGregor in 300, you shouldn't lead it. To me, like what Pereira said to Izzy was like. I don't know if there's a better UFC 300 fight. Okay. That would be great. I don't think it's going to happen. I know, but that's what I want to. To me, okay. like, that's, that's fair. The I love that. Coolest fight. story ever. That would be great for 300. Yeah. But that's what I want. Anything happen. else you like for 300? People are talking about some crazy things. Have you heard? No, like what? Several people predict GSP is coming back to fight on that card. How old is GSP? He's old, but their evidence for this. Is that he's been way more active. He's been way more active in social media. He's been training MMA, grappling. He just had a grappling match that they pulled him out of. And they're thinking that they pulled him out of, not because he was hurt, but because he has to train for a fight for UFC 300. He'll be 43. It's a lot of speculation, but there are a lot of arguments to support it. Who would even fight? I don't know if I love this. Here's what they're thinking. Nick Diaz. They're thinking GSP. And I'm like, what world are we in where 300 is Nick Diaz versus GSP way out of their primes? And then Connor versus Chandler. I'm like, this is not the 300 I want to see. It it feels gimmicky. This is where I think like you lose the plot. 
Like I watch it as like a random UFC and it'd be mad fun. I don't even know if I like GSP Nick Diaz because we've already seen it. Like, yeah, yeah. In their primes. And what value is it if like, Nick, I don't know. Diaz didn't even do well against. Rob. And yeah, no, I don't want to see that. That just feels like a little, I wanted to see. So what if they stopped the St. Pierre versus Maya grappling match? Yeah. See, they should do that at UFC 300. I've watched just a grappling match like on the prelims. Like the last prelim is like a cool grappling match between. Dude, Maya. That, that's that one FC model right there. That's what one FC should be doing. That would be like that would be fun to watch, like talent and skill and like a little aggressiveness. Like have them. That's why I like, like that one FC. You get all those different things. Yeah, I think I think that would be cool. That's that would lame. be cool. I wouldn't want to see that. And they're saying maybe there are no title cards because March is going to be. Cheeto Vera versus Sean O'Malley, so they wouldn't be ready. Which I and, think is the most exciting title fight on the agenda so far. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. You might have Leon Edwards or Colby versus somebody because they're going to fight in December, but maybe not even. Yeah. Have you heard about this Ian Gary, Sean Strickland drama? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And then I just saw a meme of Ian Gary is going to be at the same presser that Kobe Covington is going to be at. And they're like, what are the chances that Kobe Covington is not going to be calling him a cuck? So just for those of you that don't know, Ian Gary's like a brash, what is he, Irish, English? Yep, Irish, yeah. Irish fighter, like doing really good, like following the McGregor model of kind of being provocative, you know, and a little bit of a dick, like... He even like called Neil Magny like a child abuser, even though there wasn't like proof. Like he's outlandish, but he's a good fighter and he's been fucking people up. He's also got kicked out of a couple gyms. Like he got kicked out of like Leon Edwards gym. Maybe it's because they're also in the same weight class, but whatever. Like if you're getting kicked out of gyms and there's some issues. Like I think there's like a little smoke when there's fire. And Sean Strickland though found out that Ian Gary's 26 and his wife is 40 and that they live with, Ian Gary's wife's ex-husband. Yep. And also, Ian Gary took the last name from his wife. So really, it's the ex-husband's last name that Ian Gary took. Oof. And so Sean O'Malley- I didn't know that part. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't even know that part. That's always the big thing. Like, I don't know, like, whatever. Taking a last name, like, call me a little old school. Like, yeah, I would like that. You take your wife's name and hyphenate it. Like, that's cool. But I would, wouldn't just take my wife's name if it was her ex-husband's name. Like, I get it for it's your dad's name. Yeah. Know? And that legacy also matters. That's what they do in Latin America. You combine the right. mom and dad's last name, you know? And like, yeah, I think like you just have, that's your clan, you know? Like a long lineage, but whatever. So there is like, if it was somebody, this goes back to what I was talking to earlier about talking shit. When you talk shit, eventually it comes back to you. Like you have fucking mm-hmm. skeletons in your closet. And if it was like a regular person, I was like, whatever. I love my wife. I don't care. And she was famous. So I need her last name. Like, whatever. But if you're the type of person that talks shit and is always trying to act mad alpha, then you deserve the shit that Sean Strickland is giving you. It's also weird to live with your ex-wife's husband. Ex-husband. I'm sorry. Your wife's ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> what if he pays the rent? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, I'm like a big fan of Wall Street bets. So the joke is always like, whatever. Like my wife's boyfriend like buys me chicken tenders. You know, like it's like <laughs> there's like a hilarity to it. But it's also like the way she talks about him being like I don't know, I love fighting. And fighting 
all this stuff. Like and I told you, I was watching Band of Brothers. Like there's an honor about being like tough and strong and the protective type and the responsible type. But I, I also find it so cringe when some of these types are like always talking about people that can't fight or defend themselves. And they're like, you're a pussy. And you're like, you know, at some point it's just like, whatever. Some people are engineers. They build the guns that you fight. Yeah, I agree. You know, like Uh if there are ways of society, there are ways of society, but also like, dude, you're a little cringe right now. Like, you know, like how often also do you need to protect your, this isn't the transporter, you know? (laughs) So I don't know. But I feel like Ian Gary gives off some of those vibes. And I just think Sean Strickland is just like that white trash hero. That's like hilarious. (laughs) And the way Strickland was talking about it, he's like, he wasn't even making fun of Ian Gary. It was a little bit like those Pereira vibes where he was like, yo, I'm trying to help you, bro. Like, he's like, yo, you can get hotter women. He's right. He's like, dude, the hot woman or a diamond doesn't. We could find you another woman, two women. He's like, but get out of this situation. And then like, and then the wife and Ian Gary threatened to sue, DM'd Sean, oh, Sean Strickland and was like, yo, we, we could sue you for like libel. And and then like, of course Strickland is going to share those private DMs. And he was like, dude, he's like, sue me. He's like, I would respect you so much more if you just wanted to fight me. He's like, yeah. you're a pussy. And I was like, I agree. I love that. I don't know. Strickland is... A hurricane because his like best Dude, friend Chris Strickland Curtis Strickland is winning everything right now. Yeah, but did you see also his best friend Chris Curtis was like defending Ian Gary and he's Sean Strickland's best friend and he was like, yo, whatever, let people live the lives they want to live and whatever. And then Sean Strickland was like, go sit on his cock or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Chris Curtis deleted his Twitter. And then so like <laughs> meanwhile, Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland have their own podcast. And I'm wondering, I'm like, you know who you're friends with. Is he just annoyed with him? Is he not yeah. annoyed with him? Or like, also, is he just like, whatever. Not, not oh my stupid. gosh. Why am I going to get stressed dealing with the sexual appetites of Ian Gary and his wife? You know what Dude, I mean? Like, Sean Strickland is winning matches that aren't even in his weight class. You know, like he's just on a tear. Yeah. That's so whatever. funny. It's silly. It's also like funny that I even know this, you know, like sometimes. It is hilarious. <laughs> And Ian Gary's wife, to be fair, she did have a book. She wrote a book like 10 years ago, like how to bag an athlete, you know, oh, like yeah. for like hot women. So it's like also, yeah, you're also bringing this upon yourself. Like, don't act like, oh, my God, the sanctity of your marriage has been. You made money off of writing a book about destroying the sanctity of marriage because it wasn't about love. It was about fucking a hot footballer, you know, mm-hmm. or fighter. I don't know. I just feel like everything's about karma, you know, like I'm I'm back on this karma train that eventually it does come back to haunt you in some way. Like, you know, you can't escape like repercussions. Yeah, I think so. Right. So and it eventually Sean Strickland's going to it's going to come back to bite him, too. So <laughs> I'm sure it is, dude. Like my guy has said way too many things. I'm surprised he hasn't been canceled yet. Like he's in like a very weird realm. <laughs> Where like he can't be canceled almost because like he doesn't care if he is canceled. Yeah, I also and he's doing think... it in a sport where it's like kind of the most acceptable to be who he is. He's lucky, and he he does say that he's lucky to be in this sport where he could say yeah. that. And any other sport, he doesn't get away with any of this. And and I don't know why that's a thing. Like, why is this sport different for that? It's fighting. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I don't because I don't... we don't we don't make as much money. If it was. 
if it was like uh is that what it is it's just like ah oh, it's not as high stakes so it doesn't matter it's fine it's still exactly a little bit underground I'd be like not penalizing a team because they suck. You're like, that's ah, a penalty is a penalty. I don't know. It's a weird thing. This is our world. And it's still big. And like, I think like we get stuck in the bubble. Cause like all my algorithms have to do with fighting. And even sure. if it's not about, I fighting, guess that's it's it. Like, a it's lot like of humor. I think we think it's a lot bigger than it is where I think if you still tell most people like, Hey, you want to come to the gym and spar or like, Oh, we're like, we're, we started that series, right? Where we tell like business entrepreneurs if they want to come fight us, we film it and we're going to put it on our Instagram page, which is doing quite well, like over 11,000 followers. And a lot of our videos get over like 50,000 views. I think most people will be like, no, that's dangerous. <laughs> you know, yeah. or it's like, or it's, I showed one of the videos on our Instagram was uh, a guy at a Wawa. And like these two trashy people, one girlfriend, one boyfriend talking shit to the guy. And the girl slaps the guy and the guy goes, you can't hurt me. And the girl tries to slap him again. So he punches her. Then he punches the guy. Then he punches the girl again, you know, and like people are eating their breakfast, watching this fight. And I sent it to two of our friends and I was like, yo, help me come up with a caption. And both of our friends, I think, were like, why are you sending me this at 11 a.m.? Like, you know, and and they were like, this is like trashy, this woman is getting punched by a man you know and like yeah and it's like a lot i think they were a little bit almost like disgusted by it like yeah i, I had that like, initial reaction too i was like what is this see my reaction was it was all about like lessons and philosophy i was like the girl's talking shit the guy had his hands up like the guy learned how to defend <laughs> him like i thought there was so much to learn from him. and like to me like i love fighting and then meanwhile I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit that. And so when Sean Strickland says shit, I think people are like, whatever. They're all trashy fucks, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm like, whatever. There's brilliance in this. What else has been going on this month? Yeah, man. It was my birthday. I feel Your old, birthday? but also my birthday yesterday. Yep. And the day the day before I trained, I rolled with this 19-year-old wrestler and i was like all right i can hold my own i almost choked him out he got me in an arm bar but i all right we had scraps i was like okay i feel i feel 19 maybe a little you know still like so it's empowering to beat the youth yeah yeah and i look young so i'm like all right i still got that i can fake it till i make it i rolled with a guy on saturday that was definitely in his 50s he might even be 60 and he was fucking good really that's inspiring dude so I asked other people after. So as soon as I started rolling with him, this is a guy I think from like Oceanside or something, not a regular frequent at my gym, but we do like this open gym thing and we get like cross training with everywhere. So he and a few other guys from Oceanside had come over. This guy was older. Uh, I hadn't seen him roll with anyone else yet. I rolled with him. And in my head, I'm like, all right, he's got gi pants on, just like his stance and his posture, his neck, his ears. He gave me like, he's at least a blue belt, right? Just like, initial assessment we start our role start hand fighting him and i find that the hand fighting is really tough not only does he feel really strong but he's batting down like everything i'm throwing and then all of a sudden a minute goes by two minutes go by three minutes go by and we're still hand fighting like nothing we're not getting anywhere like we're, we're every type of grip i'm like all right this guy's good now he's giving me vibes that he could be upwards of a black belt. Like, I have no idea, right? And so, long story short, I roll with this guy. 
I went for like a standing wrist lock. He pulled guard. I passed his guard. And I think like the, the role ends. And I tried like a bunch of different subs on this guy. Subs that are pretty high percentage, but like just great defense. And afterwards, he's commending me like, oh, that was a great guard pass, all this stuff. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this guy black belt. I can't believe how much older he is and how strong and how good he is. And then later on in the session, you know, after a few other roles with other people, I'm asking like the other blind belt. I know he's like, bro, he's a beast. And I'm like, yeah, he is, right? Like, do you know what belt he's like? I don't know, but he's definitely been training a long time. I'm like, yeah, right. And both of us were like, isn't that so motivating? He's like, bro, that's the oldest badass I've ever met. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that way too. This guy's a beast. Is inspiring is the end message here because he gave my other brown belt friend a fucking ride from hell too. So it was like, it was very interesting to see because normally I'm one of the older people. And if I'm not the oldest, it's like, you know, maybe there's like three or four other guys a little older than me, maybe. But this guy was significantly older than all of us. He might have been on TRT. He was pretty jacked, but, but still, it was still so impressive. It was cool to say. And I'm like, all right, that's that's the new goal. I'm inspired now. Yeah, that is the new goal. I, yeah, I, I want to be like that. I, I want to like, always... give anyone a hard time. Yeah. And meanwhile, in that same session, like I'm versing these other like, you know, professionals in their 20s and beating them. And I couldn't beat that guy. So I was like, dang, this guy's something. Wiley veteran experience. Yeah. And yeah. intelligence too. Yeah, man. It was it was a good month. It's a good month of training, good month of watching fights, seeing fights happen. Nice. Do you feel good about getting older or what? I feel like good about some parts of my life. Sure. I have a, I have a lot of friends and family. I've done some cool shit in my life. So the best parts. I've experienced some good things, but still like I'm not necessarily like happy with like what I've achieved. And like sometimes okay. I wonder if that's like in my head or not. I, I mean, I could speak to that same thing. I feel like everyone is like that. Well, I would say it's better to be in that realm than the reverse. Achieve what, much and then not have the friends, family, events. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when like, the grass is greener on the other side, sometimes like I wonder. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, I know I a guy know. that works at Cirque du Soleil and the things he can do at Cirque du Soleil, there's probably only like a dozen or two dozen people in the whole planet that can do what he does. Yeah. And he's like, man, I would trade it just to be able to CrossFit like you guys. What? That's some grass is greener shit. Like you can do something that like no one can fucking do. And you want to trade it for something that like a million people can do. Like, I don't know. Like that's so weird to me. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think, yeah, I I get what you're saying. I just have that mentality where I'm like, fuck, I want to, make this work like i want rent to work or i want to be known for this you know where i just feel like i'm pretty good at a lot of things and then so sometimes i'm like oh, 39 like napoleon conquered france when i was like 35 <laughs> you know like i'm four years late like i haven't conquered shit so okay where's napoleon now though you know <laughs> <laughs> They're making movies about him. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's in my head. Because I love Fight Club, right? That's why we do that Speak and Spar series. So anybody, by the way, if you're out there and you want to promote your app or some shit, we could spar and we'll share it with our with our audience. Yep. But I don't know. Part of me is just like, I want to have something that like everybody watches or likes. Like, you know, like something professionally achieved. I want it. Okay. I want it to be like if I do that, like something in the professional realm, 
I think I would be a hundred percent happy with my life. I'm sure you'll probably find something that you weren't then. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like right. then I, like, yeah, I, I think that's just one. like the human. Have... The human, you got to strive for something. I know. Then I'll have like one kid, and I'll stress him the fuck out. <laughs> like do all the things. That <laughs> <laughs> Dad, why are you so hard on me? Because I, you have to fulfill my dreams and my conquests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. you're, you're fucking Alexander. I'll be King Philip. <laughs> That's done. No, I don't know. I'm happy, but I want to be a little happier. Next year's forty. New age group. I know. So I wanna. I want Renta to be successful. I want my purple. I'm gonna work hard towards it. We'll get this podcast to like fifty thousand followers and be making some bank off of it. Right, we're at twelve thousand solid. Yeah. And then, then I'll be like, oh, you're sick. I'm, I made it under forty. Right. Then it'll be like cool. It'll be like all the thirties are easy. Dude, it. I think it's more impressive when there's people that make it when they're fifty-five or sixty. So don't know, think about like it, oh by forty. Yeah, but you then I want to like. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I get it. The stories I get of that old guy that like gets his PhD at like fifty-five and like you know becomes a beast of an author or like anything. You see like a black belt at sixty or whatever. Like those things are so impressive. So I wouldn't try to you know, hold yourself to some arbitrary age standard. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Asian. So maybe it's just like my parents. <laughs> it's just like, you touche, gotta, touche. You gotta do it. You gotta achieve. <laughs> you have your geese in your head. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But no, <laughs> things are good. Getting messages of love. All the things that I mentioned, I already do anyway. Yeah. I just, I guess, I just, I guess, I want more money and fame for all the things that I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not that I want to do different things. It's just all the things that I currently do. I want to be. I just want more money, more successful. Yeah, yeah just want more money, yeah. mm-hmm. more bank. Because then I could still do all the same things I do, but people would be like, "Yo, that guy's the shit." <laughs> I'm sure some people say I'm the shit, but what? Yeah, I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know when people even say that they listen to this podcast, because a lot of people at the gym were like, hey, you haven't done a podcast in a while. I'm like, why do you even listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just me and my friend talking. Like, what are yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. It's like fun. my first response is always they're like, they're like, oh, I've been listening to the pod. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I appreciate all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. yeah. No, thankful for you, Arturo, because you are one of the main reasons I actually do the pod. I'm just like, oh, it's like I get to talk to my friend about fighting. That's it, man. That's why I love it too. It's yeah, good. it keeps us. We have to train them because then it's like, oh fuck, we're not training. Like, 100%, what am I? Hundred percent. I'm not gonna stop training at this point. I'm I'm in as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I want. I do fear the day that I can't train. Like there will be an age. There will be a time where I can't. And I do fear about what that looks like for me. Yo, technology might get good enough though, where we get like new knees and shit and elbows, and then maybe so. like seventy will be the new thirty. Then be like, what? Like we're just back in it. I hope so. Yeah, we are seeing people train longer and longer in every realm. Better. I just, I wonder if we're living in that realm, or is it the next generation? I'm still pretty sure we live in a simulation. So. Yeah. Okay, but that still doesn't help me. <laughs> just. Pretend to wake up in the next simulation where we have sick knees. There you go. Yeah, I'll try. Right, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Why I look uh, so young? Yeah. <laughs> do. Anything else that happened this month that we should go over? That was it. 
I think that was it. Whatever. We'll save it for the next pod. Next pod, we'll definitely talk about Leon Edwards and Colby. And I'd like to talk about Band of Brothers. You ever see Band of Brothers? I have, yeah. It's such a well-made fucking document. Like, not it's a documentary. It's crazy because people are watching it again, like, recently. Like, it's gaining popularity recently for whatever reason. I think it was because it's on Netflix. And yeah. I just finally sat down and I was like, I know this is amazing. Let me watch it. I hated Napoleon in theaters and I feel like part of it is because I've been watching this and I was like, this is so much more well-made and mm. focused. Yeah, I thought Banner Brothers when I first saw it was awesome. And I want to say I saw it twice, but it's been probably a decade since I've seen it. Yeah, I think it's interesting, like the fighting mentality and what they go through and what we could take from that type of stuff. Let's talk about that. And okay. then we'll talk about Colby and Leon. Okay, sounds good. All right, brother man, this was a good one. All right. Always fun talking. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Bye, guys. Later. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.